Is that the last donut with red, white, and blue sprinkles? What did I tell you would happen if you ate the last donut with red, white, and blue sprinkles? A little foggy on it, but I think it was something like raining down hellfire. That's right. And here I am without an umbrella. I feel a storm brewing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy. Joining me, who is surprisingly still not dead from his 1942 collapse, the Winter Soldier, Tyler. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm either on one side of the fence or the other. I'm not sure if um, you and I are in civil war or if our guest for today's episode is going to be in any one camp. And as Tyler did too, we have a special guest joining us, the man who is handing us the Sokovia Accords, Justin, a.k.a. Zero Score. Welcome, AKA Justin. It's the, having you on uh, the, Our friendly neighborhood Zero Score man. Oh, that's actually a better analogy, yeah. Wait. Wait, am I Secretary Ross in this no, situation? No, you're Spider-Man. I forgot Spider-Man was in this movie. Okay, that's much better. I'd rather be Spider-Man. Okay. Whip, whip, y'all. Whip, whip, whip. Okay. So, um, Justin's coming in. He, he We wanted to do this with Ant-Man, just couldn't work out with it. Uh, but now we're here. We're doing this. We're, I mean, Ant-Man's uh, in this movie, so it works. Ant-Man, Ant-Man is true. in this movie, yes. Um, so, we are now talking about possibly the uh, the last big gear shift before we get into uh, uh, building up for Endgame and Infinity, Infinity War slash Endgame. So, we're, we are now literally in the Endgame now. Uh, say Endgame as many times as you can before the show's over. Endgame. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, obviously, Civil War was... Um, a lot of people would say that Age of Ultron was a disappointment. Would you say a lot of people were mixed at the minimum with Age of Ultron? We liked it, Tyler yeah. as our revisioning, watching it. Um, but going into Civil War, Justin, I want to go to you first. What was your anticipation? Do you remember what it was like from seven years ago? Um, not ten years ago. On um, almost ten years ago, um, what was it like leading up to Civil War? Do you remember? Because I have a memory. I have a very good memory of my buildup, but I want to hear yours. So I do vividly remember like the uh, the trailers and things like that leading up to it. And this was like I think one of the first times that people heavily analyzed trailers and noticed like you know cut out details. Like, especially with the um, the line of uh, superheroes fighting each other. And they're like, okay, there's clearly a gap between those two. Someone's not like, that's going to be Spider-Man, right? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I really enjoyed all of, all of that stuff, like the analysis of it all. And mostly I just wanted to know, like, what was causing this conflict. Because it seemed kind of strange that they were fighting each other but i was also here for it um i remember that i remember this (laughs) because like at the same time you had that the amazing spider-man 3 was not gonna happen i think it was like right around that same time period Mm -hmm. amazing spider-man 2 had failed horribly the year two years prior yeah it did so in um yes this was the sony leaks i think it was was right around then speculation and like is he going to be in there? Is he not going to be in there? Which is why ultimately Black Panther is in there because he was in there as in case uh, Spider-Man was not going to be in there. But they, they, now they got to have that cake and eat it too. Uh, I'm still upset that we saw Spider-Man in a trailer and not just in the movie because that would have been a big surprise. But, you know, what can you do now? It's it's, it's That's the past now. 
Um, my favorite memory with this is that uh, I remember the trailer. Remember the trailer being like impressing me way more than than Age of Ultron, even though I've grown to enjoy Age of Ultron for what it is. Um, but it just Age of Ultron had that creepy uh, no yeah. strings. It did, and I included that song. part. In, like, that um, was the honestly. Well, that's what I was going to say, is I feel like that was, like, the best part Age of, of Age of Ultron, was just, like, the, the trailers and stuff leading up to it. So this one, I feel like the trailers didn't really do the No, they, as much there's justice. a lot hidden in the trailer, because you don't really know what's going on until, like, midway and towards the end of the movie. Um, uh, but um, my favorite memory of this is that I got off the weekend for it, right? And um, when I used to buy comic books on a weekly basis... I got invited to an early screening of it that night. So I got to see it for free with my brother. And then my dad and I were already going to go see it on Friday. So I got to see this movie twice uh, that weekend. It was – it's so mm. it was super hard to not say anything. But um, uh, the hype was real for this. I, this, this felt like Avengers 2.5 in a way um, because, like, you have the whole cast. I still believe – and maybe we can argue with this at the end. Like, this is still a Captain America movie, but this definitely has a oh, yeah. Avengers like feeling in it. Like they, they like like this could have been like an Avengers movie if you retweaked it a little bit. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, break down the cast and the and the people on it. This was directed by Anthony and Joe Russo with a screenplay by uh, Christopher Marcus and Steve McFeely. Of course, based on Captain America comics by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, and based off the Civil War comic written by Mark Villar and written and drawn by Steve McNiven. Uh, produced by Kevin Feige, of course. This was released on May 6, 2016, with a runtime of 147 minutes. This is officially the longest-running Marvel movie at the time, because uh, the longest, I think, was a little over 2 hours and 15, so this is 2 and a half hours. And it's a lot of movie in, in that. It's um, a girthy and boy. And, of course, it had a... It is a girthy boy. Uh, and it had a budget of $250 million, and a box office of 1.1 uh, $153 billion uh, so it's a lot of money it's a lot of money now our bloated cast Chris Evans is back as Steve Rogers Captain America Robert Downey Jr. is here as Tony Stark Iron Man Scarlett Johansson is here as is back as Natasha Romanoff Black Widow Sebastian Stan is back as Bucky Barnes the Witcher Soldier Anthony Mackie is back as Sam Wilson slash the Falcon Don Cheadle is here as James Rhodey Rhodes slash War Machine Jeremy Renner is here as Clint Barton Hawkeye. Chadwick Boseman, may he rest in peace, is here as T'Challa Black Panther. Paul Bettany is back as Division. Elizabeth Olsen is back as Wanda Maximoff. Paul Rudd is here as Scott Lang Ant-Man. Emily Mancamp is back as Sharon Carter. Marissa Tomei is here as Faye Parker. Tom Holland is here as Peter Parker Spider-Man. Frank Gurlow returns as Brock Romulo slash Crossbones. Martin Freeman is here as Everett K. Ross. William Hurt is back as Thaddeus Ross. And finally, our villain, uh, May he rest in peace. Also, Daniel Brühl as Helmet Zero. God damn, I cannot wait to whist- read the castes for Infinity War Endgame, but Jesus Christ, it's the longest Yeah, it's probably going to be longer than done. the review itself. <laughs> probably. Stacks on stacks on stacks on exactly. stacks so on stacks. So let's get into it, gentlemen, real quick. Uh, Justin, you're the guest, so you go first. No spoilers, don't go into deta- super detail, but on your revisit of Civil War, is it still as amazing as it was seven years ago? Yes. Um, I So I have a hard time talking about this movie without spoilers, so I'm going to keep it very uh, uh, high level, I guess that's the phrase. But 
I do think that this is basically an Avengers movie, and it's also probably the best Avengers movie. Um, I, I I wrote some notes while I was watching the movie, and I said at one point that it feels like... So I know uh, the Russo brothers did like Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame, but those are kind of their own like separate beasts because of just the you know the scope of the movies and everything. This feels like if the Russos got to make the Avengers, like you know twenty eleven Avengers, but they made it in like a grounded, uh, more like realistic feeling, like you know Captain America cinematography way. Uh, because there's not a lot of, like, the big, flashy, like, uh, CGI-heavy moments in the movie. It is a lot more about the, you know, the characters and uh, the, you know, interpersonal interactions and stuff. I mean, the whole point is the civil war between these people. So, like, you have to kind of focus on the characters. But it also still has some of the best fight scenes in the whole series oh, of yeah. the MCU. Um, matched only by Winter That's Soldier, of course. So it's kind of the best of both worlds because you get a lot of those Avengers, you get those interactions, the big goofy fights and the, you know, the quips and stuff like that. But then you also get the really like visceral grounded combat that Captain America is known for. It's just, it's, it's the best of both worlds. And I, I genuinely love it, even though I do have some critiques of the overall like pacing. It definitely feels every bit of yes, that two and a half hours. And for sure. Yeah, that's, that's from someone who had to split it up because... I watched it today and there was stuff in between. Um, but so like, I didn't even just sit down to watch two and a half hours, but there, there's some bloat in there there's for sure. Tyler, what about you? Well, what about you? What about you, Tyler? You agree? Um, yeah, I would say so. Like, um, we didn't go into my personal history on this, but, uh, it's, it's not Oops, that important. Sorry. It's fine. Um, I went to go see this, uh, when it, uh, came out in theaters and my older sister, we had just moved it to Austin at the time. It was the first movie that we saw as a group and we loved it. We came in to see Spider-Man and we came out rooting for everyone else and it was a great time. Even rewatching it today, I had a blast watching it. Um, it's just like, uh, as Justin said, it's a uh, best of both worlds with, uh, the Captain America action plus the intricate, uh, character studies of the Avengers themselves. It's... An incredibly fascinating watch. Uh, just watching the basically the boy band breaking up, which is something that every uh, sort of group of that kind of goes through, you know. Uh, I still think I'm, I'm going to be three for three here. It's still amazing. Um, I think I was uh, me and Tyler were saying this like this is the only movie. Uh, the Age of Ultron was the only movie where they get to see the Avengers as the Avengers. And and I completely forget mm-hmm. about this one because I'm so my mind immediately goes to you know the ending with Tony Stark and, and Cap and everything like that, but like you get to see them like in their offices and how they kind of interact and I'm like there's one thing like that made me want this movie more is like I wish we got more time with them, but it with in 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 this context this movie's fantastic, it, it, like the 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 big action set pieces fucking hit, but also those quiet moments like. Uh, I'll, get, I'll talk about once one of my favorites is when we see T'Challa at the uh, I believe it's the Geneva Convention I believe um, in Germany where he's talking yeah. with his father like that like that scene carries so much weight and it's just two people talking um, I think the Russo's brothers are really good at that not, not that sounds easy to do but that is not easy to uh, capitulate throughout the movie and that happens several times um, they're 
that they're just talking scenes and then getting across information to the to the audience while also it being interesting is very very good and then also you have those amazing fight scenes that most people remember more but the movie holds together because of that underneath structure of, of the in-between stuff um so yeah okay we're three for three on that I, I think that's pretty fair civil war is considered one of the better mcu movies especially when it comes to an ensemble film it's the beginning of phase so three too we're just getting started yeah yes staying like high level with no spoilers i i just want to say real quick that I think on uh, rewatch, like watching this after some of the later movies and TV shows and things like that, it's really interesting to see some of the uh, like the plot threads that get carried on, like into you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and like WandaVision and you know some of that stuff. Like the the groundwork being yeah, laid, sure. I think is really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even stuff that like inflicting on, we'll talk about it, but like specifically with Iron Man and his whole baggage. Um, so we open up mm-hmm. in 1991 as we find, as we get a glimpse of the Winter Soldier in his past, as as I was alluding to with the whole, um, you know, using these specific codes that the Russians were using, a Russian base, I believe it was still Russia under Hydra, I couldn't, I never really understood the distinction, um, and uh, we, and um, from there, we may or may not see a the Winter Soldier attacking the automobile, which comes back several times in the movie. I forgot how many times they go back to that um, uh, a mm-hmm. lot. And and I think mo- we'll get into it later. Uh, to then we get a modern day, uh, we get to see the new Avengers, which is composed of Steve, uh, Wanda, Black Widow, Falcon, uh, to stop Crossbones, in a very thrilling opening sequence. Um, and unfortunately, it ends with Wanda carrying... I believe it's crossbones up. He was about to explode himself in the middle of a, of a convoy or, uh, of the street. And she throws him up into this building, which fucking caught the kills other people. So, uh, that puts the Avengers in hot water. And then we see the return of general Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who has not been seen since the 2000. And has Hulk still not claimed accountability like, for all the Hulk incidents that have happened since. No, he got promoted, and here's this motherfucker coming in lecturing <laughs> about you have unlimited power, bitch. You had all... anyways. Um, so it did to me. I remember going, it's canon. See, Incredible uh, Incredible Hulk is canon. Um, but Thaddeus. Yeah, Real quick, I want to I want to uh, point out a few go lines ahead. along the way because I think go they're ahead. really telling. Um, like I said, I was taking notes, so I, I wanted to get like actual quotes from the movie. Um, so the first one is after the scene with uh, with the you know the crisis, like Wanda causing the explosion. Um, he gives her a, just a perfect Captain America pep talk um, when he says, "We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that's not everyone." If you can't learn to live with that, the next time it might be that no one gets oh, saved. So good. And I just think that's yeah. it's that so, is good. so good. At like, those. And then Yeah. Um and then on a related note, uh when uh Commander well, Ross call him Secretary General. At, you just call him Thunderbolt Ross, but see Secretary General. Okay. He's had so many different titles, I can't remember. Um when he comes in and tries to like, you know, justify the accords and everything. Uh, he talks about how uh, no one knows where Hulk and Thor is, which is a nice Easter egg. Um, and then he says, if I misplaced a couple of 30 megaton nukes, I c- you can guarantee no, there'd be consequences. No, no, no there wouldn't. I'm so, that's, that's bullshit. Well, okay, fair. But I just think it's important to recognize that, you know, the accountability and collateral damage are a really yeah. important argument that's made multiple times. And they never really, like, 
address the importance of that, considering, you know, future movies also continue to have a lot of collateral damage. Um, But I think it does a good argument. In the concept of this movie, it works great, because you're shown... uh, And just to continue, Daddy Ross basically comes in and says, listen, you fuckers have had too much power for four years, and the world's sick of your shit. So, sign these papers... And you work for us, which is what happened in the comics. The Avengers work for the United Nations. Um, and Or, otherwise, you will be... Uh, sent to jail. Uh, criminals and vigilantes. Sent to jail. Which is the only connection to Civil War they had instead of the Superhuman Registration Act. It's the Sokovia Accords, but it's basically the same thing. And this is where that initial split happens um, between the Avengers on who are they going to sign, are they not going to sign... Um, and I do like that, that that Ross shows them all the collateral damage that they've been. Um, Hydra, although that wasn't the Avengers' fault, they were trying to stop it. Listen, yeah, the New York incident wasn't hand. their fault either. But you know, it's yeah. whatever. Uh, Sokovia, it's whatever. yeah, but they the caused a sure. lot of uh, damage. But, uh, n- uh, the one in Lagos, yeah, that's definitely their goal is to save people. Yeah. The goal is to save people, and they caused a lot I of damage it, along the way. I find it funny that he didn't bring up the fact that Tony Stark destroyed uh, Air Force One under his watch. You know, that could have been a fun little reference. But either way, so now we have that initial split, right? Um, and unfortunately, in a really kind of like abrupt way, I believe we go to the uh, the funeral scene of Peggy Carter, which is – it's. Mm-hmm. So, I remember watching it again. I always forget, like, oh, yeah, because she's barely in the second one. Um, with that uh, awful um, Alzheimer's scene. Not that it's awful. She's awful, but it's awful to see that. Um, and she's passed away, and they're at the funeral. And in pos- and this is probably one of the problems maybe you have, Justin. I know I have a problem with it. It's revealed that the blonde woman that was watching Steve's back, now, I knew who she was, and probably I think all the audience knew who she was because they put her name on the posters, but she's revealed as Sharon Carter, the niece of Peggy Carter, and she gives a... A lovely eulogy, which is ripped straight out of the Amazing Spider-Man, which what is what Captain America told Spider-Man, which ultimately led Spider-Man to pulling away from Tony Stark in in the comics of War. Uh, the no, you yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, the fun. exact same line uh, when you plant you plant a tree and you say no, you move. And so the Scovia cards, and so basically our tenants, our camps are broken up as this. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I I get the the point right. of that funeral scene because it is there to. Uh, establish Cap's motivation for, like, you know, going against right. the Accords. But it also kind of sets the argument as just stubbornness. True. Very, very much true. And it doesn't really work for me. I think in that sense you can <laughs> The see American that, yeah, dream is stubbornness, like, though. Let's be real. He he, he believes in what yeah. he says is right. So, um, and, and, this, and the Accords would basically shackle them to the UN. They couldn't act as they wanted to, so something was going down, they'd have to wait for you in approval, basically putting you in a bureaucratic nightmare. Um, so our camp is broken up as this, where you have Tony Stark, uh, Natasha Romanoff at the beginning at least, um, Vision, and Rhodey all signed the Accords. They all agree that they should do it. Even that Vision has basically, basically says that, well, ever since you know Tony came about, more people, more crazy people start showing up. And then when the Avengers came about, world threats are going crazy basically not saying it's their fault but like uh to quote his yeah exactly causality his yoda his yoda isms is like uh, uh strength invites conflict conflict invites catastrophe invites strength invites conflict conflict invites catastrophe basically that that's that's what we lead that's what we bring even though we try to do good 
Um, so that's that's Vision's argument. Uh, and then the other side is Cap and Steve and and Sam. And it, at that point, that's it. Because um, Wanda's still kind of uh, kind of like I don't know what I want to do. She's obviously let's get to what she's doing. Um, me. I feel like Sharon was supposed to be on their side, and yeah, they cut her probably, when Spider-Man yeah, She came probably in. had a much bigger role. Um, and so then we, we go to the UN, genera- uh, the UN Secretary, uh, the Scopey Court signing, and this is where we meet, uh, may he rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, as King, uh, not King, but as T'Challa, and my God, immediate just, like, presence as a character, uh, like, the second mm-hmm. you see him, the way they frame him, uh, we for obviously we meet him with his dad, um, T'Chaka. And we, to King T'Chaka, the King of Wakanda. Um, and, you know, we have that... Ve- that's still one of my favorite scenes between a father and a son character. It's, it's, it's really well done. Unfortunately, it goes foobar very fucking fast as an explosion rocks the, uh, the, the, the Accords. And um, the Winter Soldier is blamed for it. Out of a fucking shitty-ass, like can't see anything kind of surveillance footage like yeah that's the winter soldier all right i mean to be fair he is a wanted murderer who's committed like terrorist crimes all over the world for 30 plus years or 70 plus years you would think that information but, wouldn't be public uh since the winter soldier right like i would think that that would, he would still be confidential uh in spite of everything maybe uh so now it becomes but didn't this feel a little weird that, like, the whole point of the Accords is to have more oversight for heroes, more regulation, things like that. And then they just have, like, all of these heroes and, and like, top political figures show up together, unprotected, in a public location yeah. to do the signing. To quote John Locke from Lost, maybe this is all happening for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Right. I thought... I feel like it's one of those things. It's like they were happy about the attack because they could, you know, it helps further their Maybe. agenda. Uh, well, also we know it's it's the or- it's the grand orchestration of of Helmet Zemo, as we'll find out. Um, so Bucky has no idea what's going on. He's in Germany as well, um, but uh, but now there's an international manhunt to find him, uh, and they successfully track him down. Sharon Carter gives uh, Sam and Cap, uh, who are wearing the worst disguises ever. Uh, the intel on, on potentially <laughs> where the Winter Soldier might be, um, and so their uh, cap is like, if you man, if you do this, you're, they're gonna come after you, man. Like, th- it's one thing to not sign the accords; it's nothing to perform active duty while doing the accords. So, but of course, uh, Steve does not care. He wants to save his friend from this life of imprisonment and potentially death. Meanwhile, we have uh, we don't know his name yet, but it's Daniel Brühl as Zemo. Who is trying? Just at first, it's just really random, right? You never really know. That's the whole thing with this movie. It's like laying tracks and shit, like for your ultimate swerve at the end. Uh, we, we really, it's kind of hard to talk about that without like going into fully what he's doing. Um, so after a crate, they fought, cut Cap, and Cap finds Bucky, and we get a great escape sequence out of this apartment. Yeah, um, I love it so fucking much. Uh, and then we get the debut of the Black Panther, uh, which is really fucking cool. And and then yes, his costume so reveal it's, it's, is it's so amazing. hype. Uh, I sort of I, I'm sad we also got that in the trailers, yeah, but I get sure. it. Uh, and then we get that. I still love when they run down the fucking highway. I never get over how fast Cap and and um, Black Panther run. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that chase down the highway ends ends abruptly. As they're surrounded by uh, officers and the war as and war machines, so uh, T'Challa 
Sam and Steve uh, and and Bucky are all arrested by German police, and now they're going to be brought into questioning. And we, I believe, we see more of. Um, uh, we we now see the machinations that um, Zemo is planning. They're bringing them to this prison where he ultimately bucked the plan is to extradite Bucky to the United States after the psychic evaluation. And we see this dude who um, is in, clear not. We don't know what he's impersonating because we don't we don't find the the guy he killed until way later, uh, until a little bit later. Um, and we got a great line from t- from T'Challa as um, Sam Wilson says, like, so what do you like cats a lot? Which, god damn it, that breaks the tension so well. Um, but, but the line mm-hmm. he says is like, I believe it's something to the kin of, uh, do you think there's anything you need to stop me from killing your friend? And it's just it's just the biggest, like, uh, big dick energy I've ever, I've ever seen before because he's just looking at Captain America like, I'm going to kill your friend because your friend killed my father. Um, so everything seems to be going well and this is where the splinter of the Avengers starts happening more because like now Tony is like sick of cap shit he's like motherfucker I'm trying to keep us together and I think a lot of it is fueled by the fact that uh, kind of sk- I kind of skipped over it a little bit because um, there's a lot in this movie uh, Tony's dealing with shit Tony's also dealing with the fact that he has he's still dealing with the PTSD from the Avengers movie and he know he doesn't want the team to split that up. That and the whole Sokovia thing has kind of left him in uh, deep more ambiguity because he, uh, there was a lady whose son was murdered because of Ultron's actions in the previous film. Yeah, so all of this is kind of swirling in his head, and he's telling Steve to sign the accords. Like we got to stay together. You got to help me with this. Uh, he even brought out the pens that Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the Lend Lease Act. Um, you know, which is like, of course, Tony would have that shit. And Cap just says no because he believes that the Accords would not be the right thing for the Avengers, and ultimately just even though he never gives a good argument, the, for uh, the, the argument he gives is the fact that they the Avengers would be shackled that through UN bureaucracy that they can dictate where they go that their special interests would conflict with them. That's Cal Cap's reasoning, and that the Avengers need to be a free organization to not be subjugated to that by bureaucratic bullshit. Because uh, as we've seen, you surround things with bureaucratic bullshit, things tend to get slowed down really slow. Just look at um, Shin Godzilla. Do you see how disastrous yeah. that was? Exactly. So that's his art. I get that to an extent. But also I will say, like, you can make the argument, you know, later in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm, I'm not totally, like, pro-Akovia, by the way. Sokovia, I mean. Um, it's just, like, it makes a much stronger argument than Capside does. Cap anyway, is a very moralistic um, later, a very moralistic side. That's his whole Sure. Thing. But later in Falcon of the Winter Soldier, uh, Sam talks about how, like, you know, being an Avenger didn't come with a salary, and, like, he's basically broke, you know, post-Endgame. And it's like, maybe if you worked with, you know, if you, like, worked under the Accords and stuff, like, it might have been okay. You be free, like, maybe there would have been be a okay. you know, government stipend, that kind of thing. Well, I'm just saying, like, there's there's security. It's like a union, you know? Like, they're not perfect, but they have your yeah, best interests at heart. No, they we don't know. They bring equal argument. Um, ex- you know, that, that's why, this is much better than Marvel's actual Civil War, which is just fucking stupid. Um, it, don't read that book if you ever get the chance to just don't. Um, so then <laughs> we get to the interrogation of Bucky Barnes, the psychological evaluation. And shit goes who are again, because the guy, this, this random motherfucker, who we still don't know who he is, 
Um, Sneaks is in there interrogating Berkey Barnes, and he. I want to just know about the one issue from 1991 as he talks like this. Uh, and then he has the book. Um, as we, as again, I kind of missed it over earlier because uh, he he killed a Hydra agent by drowning him upside down, which is that's fucking gnarly to die. Uh, and he says the words. And I'm not gonna lie, seeing Bucky just start to slowly become unhinged like that terrifies the fuck out of me because he was destroying that thing like it was paper and like it was supposed to hold him like Hannibal Lecter you know um so Bucky is now brainwashed he's in full winter soldier mode and this is where the track's starting getting laid Sam is knocked out Cap's knocked out but Sam notices this dude so who the fuck are wait who the fuck are you chases him guy gets away uh, so now Winter Sol- the Winter Soldier uh, is in just in the lobby. And I love that we get to see Tony fight with no armor except, like, with his glove. Um, yeah, that was cool. And I, lo- uh, I mean, they, they, they did it better at Iron probably, Man 3. But it was, it was, it, at this point, we hadn't seen him for, like, two years. Um, in the non-armor, at least. In the non-armor capacity, at least. Uh, and he, got, he gets stuck on his ass. We get... It's a very short fight scene, but it's really, really good. Um, Sharon, Sharon gets dumped on her mm-hmm. fucking back. Uh, I always, I always wince on that fucking yeah. spot. Um, but ultimately, Bucky is just trying to get away. Uh, and then Steve, impossibly the 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 single shot that made more gay men and women horny for, for <laughs> at any point in movie history, where he single handedly pulls down a helicopter and his beautiful chest and biceps are just th- thrusting and throbbing. Oh my god, you can grind meat on those. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally wrote a note that says, oh, this is the movie with Cap's arms <laughs> yeah. in the helicopter. Yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> physically impressive. So, the helicopter goes into the bay. Cap and Bucky are considered missing. Tony's a fucking mess. He is, he is I'm surprised he isn't drinking right now. Let's just say that much. And, and so this is where we start seeing the, the like, like, Natasha gets in his head like, well, you know, we could use more people. And she basically leads to go recruiting uh, T'Challa. And this is our first, I believe this is our first inclination that Tony knows who the fuck Spider-Man is. Um, but before that, uh, before or during, uh, we find Steve, Sam finds Steve and Bucky. Bucky's trapped in this fucking weird ass thing i don't even know what to describe it as it's like a car shot thing it's a winch it's a okay. winch thank you be gone winch like it's it, like it uh well a clamp it's yeah, a heavy duty clamps and this is where we kind of get like the first initial like what we think the plot is and bucky basically says that the guy that there are more winter soldiers out there that there are hydra's death squad in siberia and they're basically in tectonic sleep and he believes that this guy wants to awaken him. So, okay, so that's the plot. That's the actual plot of this movie. We have to get to Siberia to stop him. Okay, yeah. fine. Fair enough. At least initially. At least initially. That's what, they, that's what we want you to make you think. Um, this, see, this is a whole, like, plot point I don't feel like it's we needed at herring. all. That's that, that, to me, that's my counter-argument. That. It's, it's all a red herring. Yes. the point is... But, w- with a movie this long, it's like, tighten it up a little bit. And if you can cut that out... And just make it like make make Bucky the crux, you know. Like we find out later, like there there is a real issue, uh, you know, with Bucky and and Cap and Tony. Like we don't necessarily need this other thing driving it. It could just be you know, uh, Cap protecting Bucky, and that that's a that's a disagreement between all of them. 
But instead, they brought in this other Winter Soldier thing Which that doesn't I, go I anywhere. It, no, because it's a red herring. Because the purpose of them, they want to find a way to get him to to get not just Bucky, because they know Bucky would go by himself. But how? Why would Bucky care about following this guy? Because you would think Bucky would just disappear after getting free. But no, he knows the guy knows about the the serum. Mm. So the whole point of this is it's just it's a fake plot line. It's a it's literally a red herring. So that's why I don't mind it because it's like it makes it's making the audience think like okay that's where we got to go we got to stop these guys. So, but also why do they need to, them to, to go there? Well, Zemo wants them there. That's that's the point. Zemo wants to Zemo wants to right. bring them there. But Zemo could have just gone to Germany. Zemo wanted to, I don't know. That's that's a Zemo thing. But he wanted to make it maybe where nobody can find them, or like nobody's going to see. He them. He just really wanted to visit Siberia. That's all. That that too. Um, it's it's all part of Zemo's master plan. Um, uh, just probably, probably. He's a Marvel villain. It has to be. That's one of my beefs. But so we now this this the stage is pretty much set. Tony goes to see Peter Parker. We see uh, the house, Queens, everything, and basically says, you know, um, recruits him to join to help him fight Captain America. Uh, look, and we get a fun little we get we revisit this back when we watched Spider Man Homecoming. Um, so you know I gotta I gotta jump in here because it's my boy. Um, this like whole scene with Spider Man made me cry in the theaters because like it was our first time seeing him as Peter and you know I I was still sore from the Andrew Garfield stuff but like I was willing to give this new Peter a try and like he was such a yeah, good know, Peter right? Parker like I um. I actually, like, I had this memorized. I didn't even need the the uh, movie to write the quote down. But his, like, power and responsibility speech, you know, it's a little wordy. But when he says, when you can do the things that I can and you don't, and then the bad things happen, they Which happen kind of because alludes of you. to the whole with great power and, and I just think that's such a good... Even though Uncle Ben isn't in this continuity at all. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a more wordy version of it. But, like, I think it's really well said. And the fact that he says it, like, he came up with himself, basically... Like, I just think that's strong. And he's got, you know, he's got the nerdy personality. He's, like, he's awkward, but, like, charming. He's just really good. I wish he was a better Spider-Man. But, like, I was everybody, I was in at this, was point. in at this point. Uh, it was just also surreal seeing Spider-Man interact with other Marvel heroes after being in Sony jail for, like, you know, 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. So now we, we set the stage for the battle at the German airport as uh, they draw, literally to draw off the line in the sand... And Tony gives Steve one last fucking chance. Oh yeah, Ant Man shows up too. Um, he's the other. He's the guy they know. No, and and we have the worst part of the movie, which is the forced oh, kiss yeah. with Sharon. Oh, the the most the most like cut character and like wait what? Um, okay, that's your girlfriend's um, granddaughter, yeah. dude. Come on, don't. It's like that in the comics, but don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Um, it's it's even worse in the comics. I think their relations is like oh god, I don't remember. Yeah, it's even worse. Uh, don't worry about it. I mean, it's worse when you think about how he went back in time and, like, you know, ended up with Peggy. And so he basically became, like, don't her think uncle about it. or whatever. On. <laughs> so, um, the stage is set. The heroes have as- have assembled. And Tony's like, bro, one- come on, bro, one last chance. Sign the fucking accords. we be together. We can be the Avengers together. We got this. Cap tries telling him about the thing, about, about the, about the, um... The 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 the, the, super, the super soldiers. Tony's not having it. They're not having it. We get. Uh, I'm not gonna go 
we, we, get we must fight. fight, which is possibly even with Endgame and Infinity War as a thing that might be my single most favorite fight, like ensemble fight scene in the entire MCU, just mm-hmm. because. Because it's just hero versus hero. There's no like CGI villain yeah, threat or anything. And of course, like just this highlights like uh, Ant Man turning the giant man for the first time. Um, fuck you, Funko. Tiny yeah. dude is big now. So, so great. So much great. So many great character dialogue interactions. Spider Man not shutting the fuck up. Um, hi, hi, I'm Clint. I don't care. I love. That. <laughs> I love to. The, my, I get a giggle every time I see that. Mm-hmm. Clint gets fucked so hard. Um, and. Uh, and then Sam with the... There's not usually this oh, much I'm talking sorry. in a fight. I place. can't hear you over the sound of me being Spider-Man. It's 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 so good. Like, yeah. It, it, it's hard to talk about in bits because uh, um, it wouldn't do it justice. Uh, rewatch the movie if you haven't. So, towards the end, we get to it. Uh, the Vision enters the fight. And, of course, the Vision is basically like Superman. He's like, uh, we're going to do this. And the only counterpoint to that is Wanda. Um, through all this all, even more bullshit... And a Empire Strikes Back reference. Uh, Sam uh, or Bucky and Steve make it to the hangar that uh, has the Quinjet, um, and while the other Avengers are pretty much downed. And Scarlett, or not Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow is the only one standing in front of them. And of course, she's on Team Iron Man at least, and she's not because she turns on them. It's a swerve, bro. She betrays them. She turns on. Uh, on oh, Nast- the, uh, Natasha has to be double agenting again. Yeah, she she stops Black right. Widow, um, and by the way, or Black Panther rather, and he also he kept coming. He was he was <laughs> those little stickers were not stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll also we get the saddest moment in the movie, uh, where even though the Quinjet is out, the Vision, uh, not the Vision, but uh, Tony and Rhodey give chase as well as Sam. Um, they're mid air, they're several thousand feet in the air, and Tony gives the call to Vision to take out to make him a glider. And unfortunately, Sam notices, notices, and it hits Rhodey right in the arc reactor, and uh, Rhodey just falls, goes limp. The suit falls and just crashes hard onto the ground. Um, he he's not dead, but that he cannot be okay after a fall from that high in that suit. Yeah, he's paralyzed um, from the waist down at this point. Yeah, um, and yeah, also like. Not to be that guy, but again, this kind of seems like it's just reinforcing the importance uh, well, of the I Accords. Mean, this, is, this has happened on, the, on their team, so it's like... Oh. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, I mean, everyone is just destroying this, you know, major international yeah. airport at a chance to, like, Ross touch each other. For that afterwards. And too. then... Yeah. And then Vision paralyzes his own, his own teammate because of, you know, request from someone else. It's like... They really are like, th- and they've already been preached about like the consequences well, of their actions. We're gonna beat Thanos anyway. I, Goddamn. Spoilers, we're not right. I, f- I feel like this whole movie is just committed to showing that the Avengers can't be trusted, like to you know govern themselves. Yeah. And then while they were fighting, Zemo's out there committing more He's crime. On his way to commit more crime. Um, crime time. So we get a real, we we get a real somber moment. Um, we actually see then we see the Raft Prison for the first time, which is a famous. Marvel locate prison, and um, all the uh, Caps New Avengers are all jailed in there, um, and it's like, and and this is where Tony has like his like I well Scarlet uh, not Scarlet but Black Widow kind of gives him a talking to him like you're fucking it's your your stupid ego, uh, you're the reason why this team is 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 like the way it is, and 
so why he goes to the prison to talk to them, which we get a very, possibly the biggest diss in the MCU at this point, where uh, uh, Scott tells Tony, uh, Hank Pym never told me you trust a Stark. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm like, damn. Oh, uh, poor it's Scott. Even, <laughs> it's even worse than Star-Lord. Um, didn't even react to Hank Pym. you think he would have re- reacted to that name, at least. Um, and so... He, he talks to Sam. He's like, talk to me. I, I know I fucked up. It shouldn't be like this. But also, like, you should have signed the Accords, bro. Um, but uh, Sam tells him the plot. Sam tells him what's going on, where they're going, why they're doing it. And, and all because like, you have to go as a friend, no one else. So Tony doesn't tell anything to Ross, even though he has that shit-eating grin on him that says, like, I know where I'm going. Um, mm-hmm. And he flies to Siberia. And I'll never get over how he turns on the Iron Man suit this time where he just leans back into the chair and puts on the Iron Man suit. So cool. Very cool. Yes. Like sticks a finger in a button so and then cool. just... Choom. But also T'Challa is following him because he still wants revenge for his father's death. And now we are finally here at the end, uh, at the end scene. Also, several times have we seen that the Winter Soldier approached that Oldsmobile. My grandmother had that car. Um, and still don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Multiple times, and we get there. We're thinking we're gonna get ready for this uh, this fight. Tony arrives and says, "Hey, hey, I'm I'm here as a friend. We're you know I, I realize I fucked up. I'm sorry. We're all friendly good. trees. Okay, friendly trees. Exactly. So we get there, and then we find the pit of of the of the super soldiers, and they're all dead. Exactly. Wait, 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 wait. What's what's going on? There's Zemo hiding behind this fucking shelter thing, which can, like, apparently survive, like, a rocket launch. Um, and this is where the actual plot is revealed. Uh, this is Helmet Zero, and he pretty much was a Sokovian Black Ops person, and he saw the Avengers destroy not just Sokovia, because he couldn't give a shit about Sokovia, but his wife. And he killed his wife and killed his, his, uh, his child. Um, and you didn't know that because throughout this movie he would take a phone call. You think he was talking to his wife. He's actually listening to a voicemail of it, which is also very, very sad. And he basically says that, mm-hmm. you know, like what they with Sokovia and your limited power, I wanted to prove that I can break you, that you are not the god you are, you, are, you proclaim to be, and that you are, you are easily broken. And at first it's like, okay, you know, you, I get that. And then here comes the linchpin. Here comes the ultimate fracturing of the Avengers. And it actually started in, in uh, Winter Soldier, if you remember. We finally see more of the fo- of that CC- CCT footage in which uh, Tony immediately recognizes the rope because, of course, he would of, of who's in there. And out of the car comes Howard Stark. Wait a minute. What's going on? And that's Bucky. We saw Bucky earlier. And it's Howard Stark getting punched to death by the Winter Soldier. And Tony has to see his parents die now because he knew his parents died like in an accident. And we've known that since uh, Iron Man 1. And then in Civil War, and in I mean, Winter Soldier, we knew that the Winter Soldier had killed them. But Tony didn't know. Um, I guess that part was classified or at least Cap kept it hidden from him. Cause Cap yeah, Cap knows. kept it a secret. Cap kept it a secret. So then Cap's, then, then Tony has to see his mom get choked, choked to death. So, at that point, Tony is just done. He is like, he asked, he asked Steve to his face, did you fucking know? He didn't say fucking, but you know, you know he wanted to. He should have said no. <laughs> he should have. No, don't bullshit. He does say don't bullshit me, Rogers. And Steve says mm-hmm. yes, and Tony is just done. And we get 
uh, uh, he wants to kill him. Like, Iron Man, Tony Stark is, like, just mad. And he's not even making quips. That's how you know he's mad. He just, he's going in. Um, we get this fight. Ultimately, leads into a, a two-in-one inside this little alcove. And brilliant, possibly one of the best, like, choreography, just two on, for the two-on-one fight. That ever. shot is so cool. Uh, Holy shit. When the repulsor hits the shield, mm -hmm. so, so good. Um, it ultimately all ends, though, with Cap, after Bucky gets his arm blasted off him. I forgot about that part. I always forget about that part. And Tony, or Steve, grabs the shield. Tony, by the way, Tony lands on the back of his neck on that, that, um... That, that PC lays on I I, I'm the only, I feel like I'm the only one who notices that but I feel like I thought he was going to damage his neck there and Tony you swear to god you thought Steve was going to decapitate him but of course he's not he just damages the arc reactor like they're they're done their friendship I don't know how your your friendship can recover from this and um this I is the breakup point Tony, folks this is where uh, yeah. the ships end Tony uh uh Steve says to Tony, he was my friend, and Tony in, like, the most hurt way possible says, so was I. Like, God damn it. Mm -hmm. um, and so Cap is, Iron Man can't operate anymore because he doesn't have the arc director on. He's taking the shield and, like, 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 like a, like a beaten down kid who just had his, who, like, his dad, is, his, his best friend is leaving him, yells at him to drop the shield. That's not yours. That's, that's my dad's. You know, my dad made it, and Steve leaves the shield. Like that's like the most iconic way of like the Avengers are done, and and it's like motherfucker. So, quick question about yes. the shield: well, Isn't it made of vibranium? Yeah. So his father didn't make it; he well, appropriated it. Black Panther should be able to tell true, him if he but can also keep Tony it. Tony speaking irrational. He's very mad. Um, we all say irrational things when we're mad. Um, um, Saying. Well, he probably molded it. Like he probably had the vibranium and molded that shield. That's probably what he used it more. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he stole the vibranium. Most he's kind of dealing with uh, Zemo at that moment. Yeah, which we also get. That's another emotional moment where Zemo is at the end of it, and and uh, T'Challa kind of realizes that, like, you know, this was a quest for vengeance. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be doing this. And Zemo is about to kill himself, and um, T'Challa stops him because the, the the world of the living has use for you still. Uh, chills, chills down my spine. Um, so the event, yeah. like Zemo is one of the best MCU villains. Yeah. Like he, he's got a lot of nuance. I mean, you know, it's a tragic story and ultimately yeah. his plan works. Um, but like tie, I think tying T'Challa into that also gives him like a really good, like jumping off exactly. point for his movie. Um, exactly. So it's smart. It's ultimately movie ends with, um, Tony Stark with Rhodey. Rhodey's going through rehab, trying to learn how to walk again, which is really, really sad. And then we get the famous line of Tony Stank, which a great Stanley cameo. Good old fat yeah. driver Stanley. Um, and he get. We're also supposed to believe that this is when Secret Invasion uh, swapped out Rhodey. What? I'm gonna ignore that. Anyways, what? moving on. <laughs> so, um, Tyler, bleep that out, please, in the in the edit. Um, and uh, so. Tony gets a package from Steve and we get a closing narration uh, basically saying that, listen, I did what I thought was right. I still believe what I'm doing was right, but here's here's a here's a burner. If you ever need me, call me. And Tony, and then Steve breaks all of his friends out of prison, making him an even more criminal than he already is. He's criminal -er. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then we get a post credit scene where we get to see Wakanda for the first time. Wakanda forever! Yay! 
Wakanda forever! Um, as, as, as Bucky uh, basically agrees to go into some kind of stasis to uh, have his mind reprogrammed so he doesn't have any more Hydra bullshit in his head. I don't believe there's another post-credit sequence. I don't. There is there one any... more. It's with uh, Peter there Parker uh, right after the aftermath of uh, the battle. Yeah, it's kind of nothing. Kinda I remember. Okay. Uh, Tony gave him like a like a wrist thing that shows a. All it tells us is that Spider-Man before. will return. It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, guys. Uh... But to me, the the end, like the ending with the letter and like the you know apology letter and phone and everything. Seems like Tony it doesn't necessarily forgive him, but like it seems like they end on fairly good terms. You know, like, as far as he can get for trying to kill each other. But, but you know, that's how yeah. superheroes do. I guess, but it's just I don't know. And th- this kind of feels like it's a it's a bit of closure, and then like Tony's still so mad oh, when yeah. they meet back up, like you know, in a few movies. It's just maybe absence made him think about it more. Absence. I don't know. A lot just, of shit happens in between shift. then and now. Yes, it does. Um, so let's go ahead and, because uh, this might be our longest episode here yet, uh, let's go ahead and talk about our main uh, our main character, Steve Rogers. Uh, I, like I said, I still believe this is a Captain America movie. Um, uh, Justin, uh, I believe, I feel like this is um, uh, Chris Evans' best performance as Captain America. Would you say that? Would you say that? Uh, would you say that? Yes or no? I think it's he he has the most to do arguably. Um I personally still think Winter Soldier is a better movie, but I think that's more it's it's more about the ensemble. Um where ironically like even though this has more characters in it, I think it's more like a it's a story more tied directly to Cap. True. So yeah, I'd say it's, I think it's it's, yeah. it's his best performance. Um now, did you did like question for both of you guys? Do you feel like the inclusion of the Avengers? Because like this movie, uh, do you think it's too, you think this is too bloated? Because I, I think Justin, you had a problem with it, maybe it being too bloated. I don't think it's too bloated because of the Avengers. I think it's too bloated because of the Winter, really? Winter Soldier. Okay. Because I just I don't think we needed that subplot. I think they could have very easily had the the, the Zemo stuff happen. In Germany, you know, like have tie it all to Bucky, ignore the rest of the Winter Soldiers because nothing comes from that, and have like in in the you know like after the airport scene or whatever, have them like halted by Zemo, like showing that video on a like a big screen or something like that. I don't know. They they make it work, um, and then the realization happens like while they're all together. And, like, they try to fight, and the others try to hold them off, and they can't. And then it just becomes that two-on-one fight still. While the others are, like, watching in horror or whatever. And then, it, like, they understand the conflict more. Um, you get some more time with the other Avengers. And you cut out, basically, that entire uh, Siberia section. Which I don't think we needed. Aside from being a cool, like, final okay, battle location. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Tyler, what about you? Do you agree uh, agree or disagree or any other thoughts? Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, like, the whole, um, the other Winter Soldiers, uh, kind of added nothing to the plot, in all honesty. They're just kind of there to, like, get Cap and Bucky, uh, to one place, uh, arbitrarily. Um, 
I just feel like that's uh, it could have been a bit shorter uh, without that little plot line, but, you know, that's just me. Okay. Uh, what about Tony Stark? Because this is the first time we've seen him in Age of Ultron, since Age of Ultron, and obviously he's in a very different place. Something. The weirdest part for Tony and me is that all of a sudden him and Pepper are not together. And they and I, I and then next yeah. time you see him, they're back together again, and it's just like, where? I feel like we could have had an Iron Man four in there, or at least a TV special, um, to see like what happened. Um, I think she just didn't want to do the movie. No, sure, but then why include that? That's that's my point. It's like because <clears throat> like part of me is like you could right. have written it as that like to me because Tony's been still suffering from that fucking trauma of the Avengers and now Ultron, he's still dealing with that shit. So to me, the whole thing about keeping the Avengers together could have just been centered around that, and like not not the fact that that and Pepper got lost, uh, are gone, and then she's back. I don't know, but I don't know. I I, I like Tony in this because I felt like this is the most human uh, humanized we've seen him in a while. Because like in Age of mm-hmm. Ultron, he's very much wisecracking. Even with the fate of the world at stake, he's very much in his element. Um, and like <clears throat> Iron Man three is probably like the last time he was like humanized. Here he's constantly a wreck, constantly stressed. He's just—I feel like he was going to have a heart attack any moment. Constantly, constantly erect. Const- yes, constantly erect. He's yes, he's Iron Man. It can't. Um, it all can't fit in that armor. If oh, he's, uh, okay. fully erect. <laughs> but <clears throat> he has a pouch for it in the armor. Um, but like, I I really like RDJ's performance in this because uh, I remember going into this movie, I was worried that they were going to make Tony the villain. And I thought they did a good job of not making – like you can – to me, the biggest problem with the comics of war was that Steve side was clearly good. And because uh, in, in the mm-hmm. in, in Iron Man side, they were jailing people for doing stuff before they were even doing and all that horrendous shit. And they made Tony like all, as close as you can make him to evil without being evil. Here – it's very prudent. Uh, it, they're both have they both have good moral arguments that you can like. You know what? He's right. No, he's right. You know they're they're like, uh, and it all goes to Fubar until the, you learn the fact that Cap did not just tell me. Hey, by the way, my best friend killed your parents. Um, you know, but that's that's not doing with the court. This so, is where your parents but, die, Tony. God damn it. <laughs> um, but I I, for as even though it's not Tony's movie. Uh, and it could be just his screen presence. I really enjoyed his performance in this movie. Yeah, it is kind of weird to me that um, this is probably the sanest that Tony has been. That does kind of make sense with all the shit that he's done in Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, the voice kinda, of reason. It's kind of off-putting. It's it's <laughs> it's it's like it. I think that's why I like it so much because like he's trying to rectify with his legacy again because he was doing that with the weapon stuff in the first two Iron Man movies. Now he's like, I have created a whole new fucking nightmare even though I thought I was doing good. Um, it's, But it's also still very true to his character because he's the voice of reason because he feels guilty. Like, he's entirely driven by emotion. And so, like, in the beginning, you know, it's... He doesn't care, really. And then, like, he gets told that, you know, this, this, this lady's kid was killed in... Uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, Sokovia, right? Age of Ultron was was killed by Ultron, basically, and he's like, "Oh, well, I created Ultron, so it's my fault that this kid died," and so he feels guilty about it, and he immediately like just takes the stand of, "Yeah, we we need to we need to do the accords because we need to be held accountable." Shit, I know, I, I did something wrong. I know, I can't. So hold you all have to accountable. I'm Tony Stark. <laughs> exactly, and so he's like, "Everyone has to agree with me," and then you know he. 
he immediately lashes out at Cap because Cap doesn't agree with him. And so he's driven by anger. And then he finds out that Bucky killed his parents and boom, no, Bucky has to die. It's like, just, it's all like gut reflexes on, uh, like emotional response, but he's also still like the voice of reason this time. And it's just, it's kind of an interesting mix. Uh, let's, Justin, I think you might want to go around on this. Sharon Carter, go. Uh, she didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. Like that, that's it. (laughs) Um, she served very little purpose in general. Like, I didn't realize that that speech she gives at the at the uh, funeral was from Amazing Spider-Man. Like, that was kind of cool. Um, I did like the speech, even though it didn't really the serve much of a purpose. The only purpose it actually purpose other than is like to... uh, basically the drive home, the, the fact that uh, Cap doesn't agree with the Accords, even though he didn't really agree with it in the first place. Right. It's just not a very good justification for it. Um, but I mean, as a, as like a homage or whatever, it's cool, but then she doesn't serve any other purpose. Like, sure. She got their gear out of confinement. Like they could have kept that, but then, you know, cut her off before the kiss. Yeah. Bye. You're not in this movie anymore. I think that's my biggest problem (laughs) is the fact that like, okay, she was in winter soldier and they obviously wanted to do a romance thing. They wanted to do it. Somebody wanted to do it. And, but they never have enough scenes between him and Sharon to justify anything. So this yeah. scene, I remember even in the that's watching, I'm like, wait, really? Like, I I only know yeah. it because they hook up in the comics and they've had a long history. Um, and like it, it felt so out of like it was, it was maybe not as bad, but it felt like when when Ray kissed Kylo Ren. It's like, what? Why would you kiss him? <laughs> not as bad though, because Kylo Ren's a piece of shit. And she, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, but yeah, I and Sharon's a cool character. They could have done more. Now she's fu- God. She should have. She should have. Uh, uh, now she's in a weird place because of Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, they don't um, know what to do with her. But uh, yeah, I yeah, I think like that. Whenever I, anytime I watch this movie, I'm like, that's that's like the like Peggy's death. She could have been way more. Like maybe she. I don't know. Um, Obviously, they wanted to give Cap a motivational reason, but to die, just it just happened so abruptly. Like, whoa, we're here. We're just at the funeral. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, but what? What do? You, let's talk about T'Challa, Black Panther. Um, it, like, um, for a, a guy, I, again, I think he had done a couple movies at this point. I think he did Jackie Robinson before this movie. I believe he did, or was around the same time. Um, yeah, I didn't see that, so this is my first look at him. An immediate, like, very much similar to to, to RDJ as Tony Stark. I'm like, that's that's just T'Challa, dude. That's that's not that's not Chadwick Boseman. That's mm-hmm. that's King T'Challa right there. Yep, he is definitely the Chad. Wait. Yeah, I mean, he's incredible. <laughs> I do think that they could recast T'Challa, but he's incredible, and like, it's so upsetting that we won't get more of him. Um, because also, like, in things that aren't. Black Panther. Like, he's still amazing. Uh, but yeah, like, this is such a strong showing for a character that I didn't know before this movie. Um, and then, like, it immediately set up for his solo movie, which was really smart, too, because probably a lot of people don't know who Black Panther is. But then you're going in with this ensemble piece where you can introduce the character, show why why you should love him, 
And then it's like, oh, by the way, he's got his own solo movie coming out in a few months. Brilliant. Stellar. Absolutely. Like, I love T'Challa yeah. in this movie. Like, he has such a commanding presence to him. Like, every line he says is eloquent. It just... He's just not... He's just a, a likable guy. Like, how could you not like this guy? Mm-hmm. Even when he's trying to murder no, someone, he's sure. still likable. Um, in, in like... Again, I'm, I wasn't too familiar with Black Panther in the comics. Like he was always like in the Avengers, but he was never a character I specifically read. But um, it, everything just felt right to me, um, and I really liked how he bounced off mm-hmm. the other characters. You know, I think that's like always like the big testament with these crossovers is like how do they play well with with others? And um, he doesn't say much, but when he when he does, I think he just fits in naturally with what everything's going. Even telling Clint to go fuck himself. <laughs> Um, were you, did you, was it happy, were you guys happy to see Hawkeye back? Um, like, like he helps, he, but that's pretty much all he does in these movies. He's just kind of the helper guy. Like, we expect him to show up. He, he was there so they could do the Ant-Man on the cool. Arrow thing. That was it. That's he had cool. no, like, there, there was a few characters I had beef, it was. There was a few characters I had beef with because they had no motivation for choosing their sides. Oh, for sure. And he was definitely one of them. Yeah. He felt like hired help. <laughs> he was retired. Um, I didn't expect to see him. So, speaking of, of not retired beats, but Wanda, this is the first movie, because the Age of Ultron hints at it, but this movie fully goes on to, mm-hmm. oh no, there, there's something going on between her and, and the fucking robot over here. I'm familiar with Wanda and, and Vision's relationship, but uh, Justin, you may be too, but Tyler, I want your thoughts... What were your thoughts on like? Wait a minute, are they, are they hitting on each other? Is she? I was not expecting uh, Wanda to uh, get in touch with a singularity of all things. Like that's something I never would have seen coming. But it is a comic book movie, so I should expect anything. What do you think about their relationship in this movie? Uh, I thought it was fine. Like it's cute. Um, like the whole deal is that Wanda's powers are like super dangerous. Um, and uh, just trying to protect her and others uh, is basically Vision's endgame. Uh, oh, dear, I said ah. endgame again. Um, and it ends in a falling out because she feels like that she can help. But, you know, obviously she has no full control over her powers whatsoever. So, yeah, there's that. Uh yeah, I think th- I think it's cute, but also I just I love yeah. Elizabeth Olsen. So. Um, it always weirded me out, like in when, especially when you go to Endgame or Infinity War, where like he shoved you into the ground, and now you, and then and then you would assume they were just having all sorts of rocket sex all over all over Europe. And I'm like, I guess that's probably his kink. This, this the sex must have been that good that you forgave that vision. Sweet, um, but. I, I love Paul Bettany. It was a pleasure to see more Paul Bettany, and I think his his chemistry with Elizabeth Olsen is is top tier because that that does not get a TV show if they don't if they don't hit it off together. If I put on yeah. this blue collar T shirt, no one will expect that I'm Vision. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let's. Um, I think that co- I think that covers it for everyday characters. Any other specific things you wanted to talk about just before we wrap it up? Um, I had one final prompt, like a question. Uh, so Bucky killed Tony's parents yeah. in 1991. So I assume he was like brought off the ice every now yeah, and then yes. over the years, right? 
like to do duties because that would mean that he's older than Cap, like physically older than Cap, who wasn't dethawed until 2000, Avengers time, basically. So I, just, I think that's interesting. Like these these two are literally like different ages if you if you think about it. Depending on how long, you know, at any given time he was yeah. actually thawed for. It's never really stated how long, but it, like they always put him under state under some kind of stasis to keep him young, youngish as they could. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something they should well, have like discussed yeah. more. I don't know, like you know, compare it's, ages. It's alluded to the fact that Z, in the first movie, Zemo, uh, not Zemo, um, Zola, the, Zola, uh, Zola, he experiments on Bucky. So there, there's allusion to that there they never say it but it's only because he was the only one kept away from everybody else uh, why he was able to be like how mm-hmm. he is right now um but uh yeah um uh, okay here's a here, here it might be a hot take i don't think this movie this movie did not need spider-man i know you're happy it is in here but wow. you cut spider-man movie works just fine you don't like i like i'm not you're absolutely right bad i'm not hating on tom holland <laughs> uh, you're out of line, but you're right. <laughs> exactly, but like, if this movie was, because like, I feel like you could cut that scene where he go, because like that, that to me is where it like, especially maybe not the first time it's exciting. Cause, oh, it's Spider Man, it's Spider Man. But on rewatches, I'm like, okay. Um, but you could have like, they they could have cut this movie without Spider Man, and I think there probably exists a cut because they didn't know if they were gonna get the rights to Spider Man at that point. That's why, like, isn't like I said earlier, that's why Black Panther's in there. Um, but. There's definitely a script without Spider-Man. I don't know that there's a version of Maybe. the movie without Spider-Man. Um, or at least digitally wiped, and they just alt-edit scenes to where like he's not there. Um, but, uh, okay, I think that wraps it up, guys. Unless anybody has any final passing words. I think we covered just about everything. Nope, I got dinner okay, waiting. So do I. My chicken is, in the, <laughs> is the, my chicken's waiting for me. The chimkin. All right, uh, let's go ahead and go to the box office, uh, the, the ratings board. Uh, Justin, since you are the guest, how many torn reactor uh, arc reactors out of five do you give Captain America: Civil War? Yeah, we can do I do half points? Because uh, I'll do four and a half. I feel like if there, there's just a few things that could have tightened up, got rid of Sharon, and it would have been a perfect movie. But all right, <laughs> Tyler, go ahead, go. Um, I'll give this a solid four out of five, uh, broken cap shields out of five. Um, I think this is a really well done, uh, character ensemble movie. Um, uh, um, perfectly fine Captain America movie, uh, that dives into, uh, the, uh, psychology of the characters and their internal and external breakups. Um, uh, the, the action set pieces are fun, um... Uh, there are some things that could have been cut to uh, save on time because this is a big bloated movie, uh, but it is a fun watch overall, and it's cool to see uh, new characters like Black Panther and Spider-Man introduced in the MCU, and I always look forward to that. Uh, I'm gonna give this four out of five. Arch broken arc characters out of five. Of still an amazing rewatch, even though some scenes feel bloated on their rewatches because they don't feel as necessary. I, I personally love the lo- even though I know it's coming the long con of Simo where you don't add that fir- that first watch is like if there's a Marvel movie I could watch I would want to watch again this is definitely one of them just because of the reveal of what he's actually doing 
Yeah. It, it didn't, like, and again, uh, Zemo's performance is amazing. Poss- I mean, next, like, this, are, like, this is, to me, this is why these guys were hired to do Infinity War Endgame, because they handled the biggest cast of the MCU at this point, and it it, mm-hmm. it, it hit all expectations and more. Um, and it, it breaks your heart at points with Rhodey, and then the end with Cap and, Cap and, uh, and Iron Man. Um, and it sets the Avengers in a very, very different place than they were even two years ago. Um, so it's it's a it's it's a movie you cannot watch without watching the other MCU movies, which normally I hold that back against them because like to me, sometimes it's it's nice to just watch a movie without needing context, even if you've seen them a billion times. And this one you kind of need that context, but even if you don't, you can still enjoy it. But it's still fucking fantastic. Um, all right. Uh, Tyler, tell the wonderful people what we're watching next. Uh, we're gonna get strange in the next episode. Next week, we'll be looking at the origin story of Doctor Strange. Finally, my time has arrived. Jen, let's go ahead and plug our stuff before we get out of here. Justin, plug your stuff, please. Uh, you can find me as ZeroScore on Twitter, whatever it's called now. I'm not gonna... Twix. Um, Tick... I know. Uh, TikTok, uh, Twitch. Um, I just created a Blue Sky account if, if people are on there. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the place. Just look for Zero Score. You did. Did I say YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube. Tyler. Okay. You can follow me on Twix at uh, Tie Your Shoes Rev 2. I also check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelous uh, And you can catch me live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. We're in October, bitches. We're playing spooky, spooky games and horror, scary, or spooky aesthetic thing, things related. So, uh, we've already started The Walking Dead. Se- Walking Dead. The Walking Dead Season 2. The Walking uh, Dead. Com- oh, no. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> a zombie. Oh, oh, my God. I have to go now because my impersonation is shit uh this is not over this not tyler lead us out please with that that's christopher walken we'll see you next time for dr strange time out (laughs) charge good night everybody now, because your friend murdered my father, I also wear the mantle of king. So I ask you, as both warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friend safe from me? <laughs> <laughs>